Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Rugby Tonight podcast. Much of the world of rugby might be eyeing their summer holidays, as are we. But despite the sunshine, we remain committed and hard at work at Rugby Tonight. How committed are you? Hugely Massively committed. committed. So excited Can't to wait. be here. Four days to go. Here we go. And we look back on two pulsating finals in Bilbao, some major moves in the Premiership and a huge weekend of playoffs that are yet to come. As you've already heard, I'm joined by Ben Kay. But Ben, the big question this week is, how bad was your hangover on Sunday? When you oh, got fine. Home? I had an early night, obviously preparing for the Premiership semi-finals. I didn't bother uh, going out in Bilbao, unlike some people. Uh, are we going to talk about uh, who was worst? I, I, I think what goes on tour should stay on tour, okay. but let's just use okay. the phrase Dricko. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's that mean that, that might give it away. That, that's mean. Let's call him Brian. There was a certain bod E who uh, <laughs> was struggling to control his bod E. Lee function. <laughs> yes, I, it was a, an entertaining evening to say the least. And he maybe not, had more to celebrate than the rest of us. Yeah, I think he did. I think it was the whole emotional of that final uh, win for Leinster, their fourth title. Amazing weekend of European action it was. But now we've reached the business end of the Viva Premiership. Uh, we're also going to hear from some of the Exeter's leading lights ahead of their game against Newcastle. And also from Danny Cipriani in the run-up to what could well be his last game for Wasps. So, should we get going on the news? Yeah. It's not a great start, is it? It's a tough start, isn't it? It's a tough start, yeah. The death of the two amateur players on tour in Sri Lanka. It's not rugby-related. Uh, they had trouble breathing. The cause of death is unknown. Thomas Howard and Tom Batty uh, of Clem's Pirates in, in Durham. Uh, you know, condolences and best wishes to... All their family and friends, terrible time. And uh, obviously, our hearts go out to all of those guys. Yeah, and uh, moving on to some more positive news. Uh, Tom Youngs has announced publicly this week that uh, his wife, Tiffany, is now in remission uh, shortly before the Lions tour last summer. Uh, she was given the news that she had terminal cancer. Uh, you might remember that Ben Youngs didn't go on the tour to spend more time with the family. And uh, amazingly, uh, she has now discovered that she is cancer. It is a well, remarkable remission. story, isn't it? Do you think they've got to the stage now, because it's good, news you think they got to the stage where ben's now winding tom up saying hold on a sec no. i didn't go on tour because of you no <laughs> i think yeah i think when you get to this stage you need well, to just, have humor don't you? you've got through such yeah. a difficult time and a tight family has stayed together that 
You've got to enjoy this yeah, now. You've got oh, to... They're certainly enjoying it, and uh, it's an absolute miracle. And actually, couldn't happen to a better bloke. And and I, you know, to let's let's not beat about the bush. It's been a turbulent turbulent couple of years for everyone at Leicester, with Richard Cockle moving on. They're not qualifying. I'd put it out there that actually potentially he could be. Yeah, Leicester's most impressive captain. I know he hasn't won the stuff that Martin Johnson won, for example, but to have held the team and the club together with, uh, uh, you know, with all this going on in his personal life, thinking he's going to lose uh, his wife, uh, it couldn't have happened to a better person. Uh, OK, Danny Cipriani to Gloucester. Uh, big old news. It was finally revealed that Danny would be playing for Gloucester next season. Ugo Monia caught up with Danny. He just had a little chat with him and thought about, well, what's going to go on in the shed next year? It's been a great couple of weeks for you. Named in the England squad and a big move to Gloucester. When I left Wasps, I was excited about Melbourne. It was going to be great, but I wasn't passionate about doing it. Moving to Sale, it was going into new waters. It, that was very exciting for me because it was going to be a new challenge. I learned a lot in that environment and I'm extremely grateful for that. And in going to Wasps, I was buzzing to go back. You know, it was... It well, was... not as buzzing to go to Gloucester. I think right now where I'm at in my stage, everything's got to be bigger and better and greater when you're doing it the next, isn't it? Otherwise, you're always going to be living in the past. I truly feel this next move is going to be bigger, better and greater for me because I'm going to get the best out of myself in these next two, three years. Do you think that suits Gloucester? I don't know. Billy yeah. Burns, well, that's Williams. The, that is the... So, I don't think we've heard all this story because either he's not going primarily as a 10, and we have heard rumours that potentially Eddie Jones has considered him as a fullback, and maybe he might be going... Uh, might get a bit of game time as fullback in South Africa. But they've already got Woodward. Though they haven't... Um, well, Marshall can play there as well. Yeah. So... Hudson. The other option is a deal has been done somewhere for Owen Williams to go back to Wales. Because Owen Williams was a big money capture by Gloucester. Billy Burns is, you know, the up-and-coming guy that they've, they've nurtured and developed. So you'd think that he's either not going there as their... You know, as primarily as a 10, more of a that utility 10 15, or maybe one of them's on the way out. I think Cipriani and Williams could match each other quite well in the way that Gopeth Williams at 12? Yeah. yeah, I think that, that's that's, that's what I would do if I was um, there. And I, you know, I almost was the head coach. Yeah, I mean, I was on a very, very short list of about 4,000 people. Who was on the taller list? Uh, Mr. Oh, Ackerman. Ackerman. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Ackerman. Oh, he was the head of the tall list. That sounds heightest. Yeah, it was. Well, I, I, we couldn't have me and David Humphreys there, could we? No. I mean, that would have just been ridiculous. Neither of us could see over the counter. OK, James Haskell off to Northampton. What do you reckon about that? See, again, that's another slightly surprising one. Uh, Northampton have... Uh, I mean, I, I think Hask, in the bid to make the World Cup squad, has reduced his wage demands to, to become attractive with all his uh, experience to, to clubs that hadn't already done their business uh, uh, yeah, in terms of filling their squad. But Northampton have got quite a few good back rowers. So they've got Jamie Gibson, they've got Tiamana, Harrison, 
um, Mitch you know, Eady. Mitch Eady. So that there's a you know there's a, a list. They've got rid of quite a few of the squad. So Seven, the seventeen players have left. Ben Nutley has, has gone, who was a back rower. So yeah, there are some spots to fill. Um, but if you'd asked me at the beginning of the season and said Haskell will leave Wasps at the end of the season, which club do you reckon he'll go at go to? I wouldn't have necessarily said Northampton. No. Um, but you know he's he's obviously I quite a, like your idea that I heard you uh, spouting around that. With Brand Haskell and his books and his DJing and his girlfriend and soon to be, I think they're engaged, soon to be wife. It's not like he needs the money. Not like he needs that consistent cash, is it? Well, So he could potentially have stayed at Wasps. What, what would have happened if he'd have gone to Wasps and say, don't pay me. I'll stay here and pay me per game. Could he have done that? He could have got much fitter, much more agile. <laughs> See, he I... actually might have been a better prospect for the World Cup because now, for me... He's not making I'd, that World I'd, Cup squad. Well, I didn't plays necessarily mean that. I, I meant that he could bide his time if if he didn't have a firm offer. And whoever picked up injuries in pre-season, he could then plug that gap and almost become like a free agent. Um, I, think, I think at the club he was already at, that might have been slightly more difficult because of what role he was already playing there as one of the senior voices. And then it's quite difficult then to step away from that and and sort of become a bit part player it's easier if you go to a newer place though Julian White played part time at Leicester towards the end of his career to bridge that gap from him leaving the sport and going solely into farming he was part time farmer and part time rugby player England squad have been announced Uh, no Don Armand no no Don Armand is he injured? But they have Armand? Pitt Wilson, so a lot of Newcastle fans actually more so Armand must be injured not to be on that trip well I don't I don't know Carrie so, needs a rest. Brad Shields is occupying the the role. That what do you think about that? What do you think about Brad Shields? I generally, I don't watch any Southern Hemisphere rugby. Yeah, but what do you think about the? So if he is really good, which he is, what do you think about him being parachuted into the England team before he's over here? Because there's, there's I'd a take lot the of parachute conscience. off first because they're yeah. hard to run with. I mean, I used to try that as training, and it just slows you down. So you've got to get rid of that parachute first. But I, I don't mind it. You know, yeah, no, no one can complain. I can't think of any nation in the world, really, that as well. I can think of one or two, Samoa and Fiji and uh, Tonga, that have only pretty much played people that were born there. But everyone else, the larger nations, New Zealand, they can't complain. Australia, they can't complain. France, they've got one or two as well. Ireland, yeah. uh, Ireland probably can't France complain. Got, There's not many that guys that have played for Ireland that weren't born there there's a few obviously a cj few. there know. were it was yeah. it was more yeah it was it's more. changed but, they, a bit but recently. they have had this project player yeah. thing coming guys coming into the provinces so look no one can complain about that and uh, you just got to pick the best players uh, you know it's it's it, times the times are changing what about wade because wade i think wade's just been electric this year there's only uh Toulouse viano i think's beaten more defenders than him you, i mean you you've played in in that position is would you say that the, the, the argument that's levied, levied is that he's got defensive frailties, which to me, I've never, recently I haven't gone, oh, Christian Wade's out there, he's going to make a mistake. So I, yeah. I, I sort of felt insulted. In his early days he did, but yeah. he's 27 now, I think. I think I, it's I'm just a label that stuck with him and people haven't noticed that he's changed. He's got much better aerially. I know he's not the tallest, but he can't half jump. And in terms of his ability tackling, he's learned that the touchline's his friend and no one has got the pace in world rugby to go outside him. Yeah. So, he's yeah, I think he's very, very strong. And he does things that other people can't do. But I think then the, 
senior selectors, the international selectors, think back to what he was like on that Lions tour when he went, what he was like on those times he, had, he got the opportunity for, to play for England. And defensively, he was frail then, but he's a lot better now. And yet you get labelled and that label sticks with you. And uh, I, I think it's tough. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough old tour. Uh, we were hearing rumours also that Paul but Eddie Gustard... Jones came in after that, after those, didn't he? Yeah, but they always look back. It's just a label at stage with you. I mean, people label me as this highly intellectual, good-looking chap, and, and and it's just not true. You've it's... certainly done your best to disprove it. I know. You've certainly. Thank learnt. you. Paul gustardi has been linked with the job at Harlequins. Uh, Jones, Eddie Jones, is fuming apparently. That... Jack and Jack Neil. So I'd, I'd take it if I was th him. There were three names that were banded about, weren't there? Gustard, uh, Ben Ryan, and yeah. Sean Edwards. Not necessarily good mix, independently, those three. Yeah. but actually Those three in would the, be a really yeah. good mix, I think. Difficult to know whether Sean Edwards wouldn't be the senior guy there, but I, I think Ben or, uh, or Guzzi should be the senior guy out of those three from my point of view. But that, that actually, for me, has a nice little balance to it. And we are getting to the end of the season. Uh, we have got uh, uh, nominees for Viva Premiership Player of the Season. We don't want to spoil it for anyone no. who has actually read it on any sort of media channel, but let's do it anyway. Yeah, because they'll already know. Uh, Faf de Klerk, Danny Cipriani, Jamie Gibson, Don Armand, and Gonover. Who's winning? You read out all of their first names apart from Gonover. Okay, Veroniki. Thank you. Is that better? Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh. That's not school, right. is it? All right, teacher. Conover. <laughs> Conover. Right. That sounds wrong. So um, who... Uh, Nicky Conover for me. Who did you vote for, Nicky Conover? I didn't. We don't get to vote. No, I know, but who... I think Faf de Klerk's been excellent for sale, but wasn't so good at the start of the season, made a lot of mistakes, brilliant in the second half. Cipriani's been mercurial, but it had been injured a fair bit and missed a big chunk. Uh, Gibson has been excellent in a poor team all year, so maybe it makes it a little bit easier to stand out. Don Armand simply brilliant all year and almost been he's become so good that he's become invisible in the second half of the season because mm. the expectation now is very high of him and Gonover has got Newcastle into the top four without him they would not be in the top yeah. four and I think that is a massive achievement and he has been sensational yeah I agree and, um, uh, so I'm going for Veroniki Gonover. Do you think so the panel slightly different last week we had the uh, RPA's player of the season uh, they gave it to Toulouse Veano all voted for by the players, and you couldn't vote for anyone in your own team. That was the the, the uh, rules of the competition. This week, it's it's by journalists and um, uh, commentators and and things. Not us. I didn't get the invite. No, I didn't. Mullins got our invite. Nick Mullins. Yeah. What does he know about rugby? And nothing, but he does like the free sandwiches that they make. So he doesn't tell steak us and red wine. Yeah. They go to grout shows, don't they? But do the... you think that makes a difference? Because there's a few yes, names definitely. in there. A media-led, uh, guy. Not well, not necessarily media-led, but they've been championing them all season. So Don Armand, uh, definitely. Cipriani, definitely. Though I, I could possibly, he definitely makes my team of the season, Cipriani. But I could possibly get, say he's been the most instrumental player. Maybe that, maybe that's wrong. Maybe just because he's playing a better team and with the combination with uh, Billy Daru as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know who would have voted for on there. So well, the winner announced one, uh, the Premier Awards on Wednesday. I don't know whether that's next Wednesday or no, this it was, Wednesday. It was, it was last night. Last night, was it? Okay. Um, Obviously, we just haven't. So you'll know who's won this by the time the pods come out. Yeah. So let's carry so let's on. The, that. Let's, yeah, let's do, do the, the young, young player, player then. Rowan Ackerman, Josh Adams, Jake Pledry, uh, Sam Simmons. Oh, Jack Willis. That's, a, that's, that's much harder to win. That's, the, that's much harder that. to win. I'd go for Willis because so I. I just 
think he's, he's brilliant. Yeah. But Pelledri has been Sam Simmons has only really paid, played the second half of the season. He's been very, very good. Yeah, but Pelledri, he, yeah, amazing. he's got a record number of tries in that time, hasn't he? <laughs> uh, Pelledri, yeah. has he made more breaks, beaten more defenders than any other forward, I think? Yeah. I think we're just saying, yeah. Josh Adams obviously try scoring, and Ackerman's just been a, a physical beast. I'm going, for, I'm going with you. Willis should win that, and I, I think he should also win an England shirt off the back of I it. I do. Okay, let's look back at the European review. Uh, Leinster Racing. I quite enjoyed the game. A lot of people saying to me, 15-12, bit boring, wasn't it? Certainly wasn't boring. I thought it was quite exciting. I thought Racing played it perfectly, yeah. and in the face of adversity, obviously uh, we know. Um, that they lost a few players early on, a couple of play big players early on. They didn't have Carter on the bench. And, and I guess going back for that last-minute drop goal, they would have really wished Carter had been there. Not because Tales isn't capable of it. He's kicked drop goals kicked in the, two in the, in the, top, the 14, top 14 final. But just that big game, big mentality play. It's almost written in the stars, isn't it, that Carter on his, on his uh, last game for the club could have... Won them the game had he been there, so a bit of a shame. And, it, and Carter, someone tweeted me saying that, well, Carter wasn't really known for his drop goals. Well, he hit a pretty good one to stop Australia coming back in the World Cup final. So <laughs> from 40 metres, yeah. under pressure, stepped inside. So He's a bit like Stallone at the minute, though, Carter, isn't he? With his body. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. He's, hang, he's hanging Hang-on. on. Fingernails dug into the ice. Uh, James that, Ryan? Yes. Never, not Hasn't lost a professional game yet. Unbelievable. How depressing is played. that going to be? How depressing is it going to be when he loses? Yeah. Well, not that. I'd probably retire. He was good, though. He, he was good. Uh, he deserved Did I see he's still got 100% tackle success this season? Hasn't missed one tackle. I think that's a correct start. Oh, I haven't okay. just made that up. Go, go away and check. And if I am wrong, keep it to yourself. Really uh, surprised that Nakarawa was named yeah, man so of the tournament, I. only because we spoke to Brian O'Driscoll, who said... They hadn't decided on Saturday morning, and it depended who won the game. So, uh, well, seeing Dricko on Saturday night, maybe he didn't get to vote <laughs> because obviously he couldn't control his own body. There's allegedly. no way he could have sent a allegedly. text to prove it. Yeah, it was um, one of the team. Yeah, was like that. Okay, uh, but yeah, he won the uh, European Player of the Tournament. Good day for Stuart Lancaster. Good to see him with his family yeah. on the side of the pitch with the trophy. Yeah. Almost like the 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 end of the sadness for him. It's time to finally finally move on from the. The debacle of that World Cup. Yeah. And I, I think someone mentioned about him saying that he gambled everything on the World Cup on a certain style and he knew it was a gamble, but he thought that was it was high risk, high reward. That was the best way. Sam Burgess of, of, style, of, basically. Not just Sam Burgess. I don't I still don't subscribe to this. It was the fact that he picked Sam Burgess that I'm not saying that I, I didn't subscribe there was still, to it. I there didn't, was still, I didn't there was a they were still winning when Sam Burgess went off in the key game. So, yeah. uh, I, but I think what he did do was he trained the squad to play at the a maximal intensity and tempo, which was the idea was that no one else would be as fit as them and they could burn teams off. And unfortunately, they could never get up to that level because. They were, they were lacking a bit of size as a result and so they were almost bullied a little bit in and around the forwards and, and they couldn't get that level of in intensity to, to maximise the training that they'd done. So he did gamble hard on it, he paid the price but I'm delighted that he's uh, come back and uh, great partnership with Leo Cullen as well and, and it says a lot for Leo Cullen I think the fact that him being put into that position as a, as a fairly inexperienced uh, coach 
uh, to be you know, the head coach of, of Leinster, thought, well, I'm going to go out there and find someone who can deliver. And he, and he took a chance on someone whose stock was very low at the time. I mean, it was a, a bit of a, a good and a bad weekend for Leo Cullen. I don't know if you realise that someone had stolen his shoulders and his biceps <laughs> and his triceps. I saw him and thought, oh, my God, what's happened to you? You're the seven-year slimmer. He's absolutely tiny. How much weight has he lost? Well, he, he's obviously looking after himself. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just said someone had nicked his shoulders and his guns. Uh, anyway, there's the other game, Cardiff Blues versus Gloucester in the Challenge Cup. Went the wrong way for me. I think uh, Mr. Gosses had a terrible evening and his TMO. Yeah, certainly one key... When you lose by a point, certainly one key decision went against Gloucester, and that was the offload out of the back door Josh uh, by Josh Honeck. And... and just the, the way he shaped his hands, it's actually almost nigh on impossible to deliver that pass and it, for it to go forward. Yeah. Um, so, I th- uh, yeah, I think they were particularly harshly done by on that front. Were Cardiff in front on the kick that went through? Potentially, but I guess, you know, you say benefit of the doubt. And one thing that actually some of the punters might not realise um, is that where it happens on the field and where our cameras can affect the angle. the angle can make it look like someone's in front so you can never be 100% sure though obviously we had spider cam in the stadium as well which gave us some decent shots so but what I think actually I think he, I don't think the referee was helped by the speed of um, drinking before the game speed of drinking now speed of some of the TMO interactions and whether that was because it never he, seems to work in France does it I know oh. we were in space <laughs> but for the French refs, I mean, it's a, a French director. It never seems to work. Was it a French director? It wasn't a French director. Yeah, they were taking off a French feed. No, no. That's where the TMO it was. was. It was local. Uh, anyway, well done to Cardiff. Uh, congratulations. They took oh, a yeah, hell of a yeah. knock-in. I saw those guys in the airport on Sunday. Well, I didn't really see them. They were there. Uh, walked past a few, and there was a lot bandaged up. It's got to mention the pitch because the pitch caused a lot of injuries. And I think we want to go to these new stadiums. Um, but there was several dislocated fingers. There was four dislocated shoulders across the two games. And uh, they were saying that the pitch was an old, uh, is it Desso pitch? Yeah. And the older the Desso gets, the more compact it yeah, gets it does, and yeah. the harder it gets. And it, it didn't have a bounce ability. It didn't have bounce back <laughs> ability. I don't know what the term is. I don't grow grass. Well, bounce ability. Yeah. It was, t- it was a hard pitch anyway. It was, and uh, they've got to be careful with that. Because we're all trying to go to new venues, and it was good that they yeah, had 50-odd thousand people there. And it was a cracking stadium. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant stadium. Absolutely wonderful. Well done, Cardiff. Uh, but, anyway. yeah, actually, we should... I, th- I think we sort of... I, I feel like we've belittled Cardiff's achievement to come back from where they were. Second half, brilliant. Absolutely staggering. And, yeah, particularly with yeah, some of those injuries you're talking about, some of those players sort of putting their bodies literally on the line when, you know, they, I, I think they... You feel sorry for Gloucester, but you can't take anything away from Cardiff. Yeah, they were enjoying that win, certainly. There was a lot of flip-flops and music knocking around in the airport on Sunday morning, two days after the event. I don't think many of them had been to bed. Uh, But anyway, looking forward to the one trophy that's left. The Premiership semi-finals are this weekend. Saracens versus Wasps kickers off at Alliance Park. BT Sport 1 and 4K UHD from midday. Saracens finished the season strongly. 
and attacked. Well, they were brilliant in attack. They averaged yeah. 50 points in the last four wins. Uh, they've won both their league meetings against Wasps this season. Vunapola likely to be fit and available to start. Cipriani versus Farrell. Uh, Wasps can open anyone up and have played well in there in the past. Um, what do you on, reckon? On paper, you look at that and you say, well, with Saracens in that form, you know, it's a, it's a one-horse race. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the fact that Saracens have beaten them both times. But Saracens will be extremely nervous about what Wasps can do. They're, they're, they're informed themselves, Wasps. Yep. High-risk, high-reward style of play, which, you know, you don't really want to take Saracens on necessarily at their own game. If you can... If you're confident in your ability to play the way Wasps can, as long as a few of those stick early on and they don't start making lots of mistakes and it sort of spreads a bit throughout the team, then they will fancy it. And, and um, I think yeah. I think the game will be gauged on kicking to compete. Yeah. So if, if Saracens kick like Wigglesworth can, Spencer can, and it doesn't give Wasp at three, particularly Willie LaRue, the time to make adjustments and decisions, then... Saris go on and win yeah. and probably win quite easy. If they give Wasps too much space as a back three, most of their game and their counter comes from that. And also, they've got to work out how to manage Cipriani and Gopeth when they switch in the midfield because it gives them a one-out corner attack, which most of the sides can't do against them. And I think the, the key for uh, Saracen, or the key, key for Wasps probably, is, is can they match that Saracen's forward pack and, and stop the game being all about them. Because if the game's all about the back lines, on, as I said, on paper, Wasps look like they have the advantage there. Yeah. OK, Koki, so that's uh, Saris versus Wasps. That kicks us off on Saturday. And then we've got Exeter versus Newcastle down at Sandy Park. That's on BT Sport 1 and 4K UHD. And that follows straight on after at 2.40pm. Uh, the second semi-final sees the defending champions Exeter hosting this season's surprise package. The Falcons and Ali Eakin caught up with the Simmons to find out what they expect ahead of Saturday. What a position this club is in at the moment. Premiership champions defending your title. Huge semi-final to come. Have you allowed yourself to dream about a, a repeat? Um, obviously, you, you think of of last year um, and, and what happened last year, but I think you think of that because you want to live it again. Uh, there's, we talk about being champions, but we, we were champions last year. We're, we're not we're not champions anymore. We we need to um, get that feeling back, and, and the only way we can do that is to beat Newcastle on, on Saturday. It's different dynamic, isn't it, when you're when you're at the top of the pile and everybody's shooting at you. You could imagine motivation, although the prize is still big, being a little tricky at times, actually. I think Newcastle are kind of in um, where we were a couple of years ago. They've had a, they've had a massive year and, and the, the talk is, is all around them. And you'd say that we were the favourites, but we're only the favourites because of how we've performed as well. Um, we're not just the favourites because we won last year. You look at our uh, Premiership record just this year we, and, and we're we are performing well. We've had a good week of focusing on what we have to do. We obviously know the threats of Newcastle and stuff, so I think it just comes down to Saturday on on what we have to, to do as a team to, to break down Newcastle. It's game on down there, isn't it, Ben? Game on. Yeah. Newcastle, if they are in touching distance with 20 minutes yeah. to go, there'll be a few squeakies, but I just think Exeter have got another gear. I, th I think they've got maybe another two gears. I think yeah, it's, it's a clash of similar styles, isn't it? Um, I think 
Exeter are, have more collision winners in the forwards, but we saw, particularly in that Tigers, you know, the last minute win against Tigers, that Newcastle can go through phase after phase after phase and still come up with a try and be patient. Uh, Newcastle have a really strong driving line out, probably even slightly stronger than Exeter's. That's that's very good as well. Uh, but I, I just think at, at Sandy Park, Exeter have been. If Exeter lose, they will have a, had a down day. Yeah, and they won't have performed to their ability. It's a big test to Dino as well, isn't it? Because everyone's saying, "Well done, yeah, you've Newcastle. achieved everything you've got you needed in the to." Top four, yeah. And sometimes mentally, you can just take one or two percent off. He's got to manage that and say, "Guys." This is a big opportunity here. I don't give a monkey's about top four. We've got a chance to win this for the first time before most of you were actually born. So it's a, it's a chance for those Newcastle players to write their names in history. A yeah. really big chance. They're up against it. They're is there a danger? Underdogs. Again, Rob Baxter's got just as big a role because everyone's writing Newcastle off and telling Exeter how great they are. Is there a danger that Exeter just slightly thinking that they've got two weeks of the season left rather than they've got to fight fight for that extra week I think there's a danger but I can't see it I think Exeter go on to win and it is the end of the Super Brew this weekend we've got uh, three more games to go in the Predictor League uh, obviously yeah. I'm top uh, what have you gone for in these two games I haven't yet oh, well, I'll tell you what I've gone for so okay. it gives you a chance of catching me okay. because you need a miracle uh, I've gone I for I think you do I was leading till last week and uh, well, well until uh, I stopped playing because <laughs> I, I had my some wife personal had a, problems. <laughs> my wife had a baby. <laughs> All right, don't say that because I've just said it was a problem. <laughs> uh, I've gone for Saracens by nine and I've gone for Exeter by 21. Saracens by Exeter by 21. Right. Okay. And with that in mind, please put your offers in. Uh, like we said on Twitter, if you like, send us what you think is going to happen this weekend because it is coming to the fun part of the season, the fun part when me and Ben plan our summer holidays. Uh, thanks for listening to the Rugby Tonight podcast. We'll be back the same time next week to look ahead to the climax of the Viva Premiership season and some searing analysis of the Royal Wedding, which I'm going to not be watching on TV. you be watching it? Um, no, I'll be uh, commentating. Okay. If you had a choice, which would you watch? Uh, I'd prefer to be commentating on the Royal Wedding. <laughs> yeah. It could be arranged. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 